Mic check, one, two, one, two. My sweet waifu. Is that you? Mic check. Mic check, waifu, waifu. Teliano, is that you? What's up, bro? How we doing? What's up there, boy? Oh, man. So, look. We're reviewing Grimgar today. Yeah. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited for this episode. This is episode 46 of my Check Waifu Waifu. We did give you some required watching or required reading, and that was to watch Grimgar. So I hope you did that. It's going to come in the second half of the show after the break. But as always, my Check Waifu Waifu is brought to you by Lou Complex. Go to lucomplex.com and use that offer code Waifu to save on your entire cart. Uh, it's also brought to you by our Patreon producers. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. We just did a fire episode of the After Story podcast. This is the After Story 27, and it's titled We're Different. So go to patreon.com slash waifu. Support the podcast at any level and get access to that bonus podcast. We would appreciate that. And also, if you can do us a favor, rate and subscribe to this podcast. That surely help us a lot, and we appreciate y'all if y'all do. Um... Let me uh, go ahead and shout out these Patreon producers properly now. Shout out to D Prince, Connor, and Monique Williams for producing this episode and quite a few episodes of the podcast. We truly appreciate y'all, man. That support is crazy. And we love y'all. And we thank y'all from the bottom of our hearts, for real. Yeah. Um, so y'all been here since day one. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> straight up. Uh, I am using a little bit. I'm using that uh, RTX voice thing. For, for my voice on the podcast, which is going to be weird. You may not hear my typing this time, so that'll be good. You're still going to hear tales, but you won't hear mine, at least. The disrespect. <laughs> we trying this out, so if it sounds a little bit different, that, that'll that be why. Um, I'm about to download the RTX with my AMD graphics card. <laughs> good luck with that. Uh, so, load a show, like we said, got a, quite a few things that me and Tell watched that we're going to discuss here in the first half, and then like like I said, at the second half, we're going to discuss Grimgar, but first and foremost, I do want to start off with that One Piece update. The One Piece update with Polo Born Fly. I should get like a, I should get a, like a little sound bite for that. Yeah, all right. I completely forgot, bro. Yeah, you forgot that fast? I forgot you. Was, let me go ahead and pull up my One Piece stuff. Go ahead. Do your thing. Go ahead. Talk. Okay. So your boy watched more episodes than he did <clears throat> what we than what he did when we talked about yesterday on the After Story podcast. I watched up until three seventy today. Mm. That's and twenty I, episodes. Yeah, just I think so. I think it was about twenty episodes, which I'm sorry about because three seventy is where uh, <clears throat> I've got to the part where they're on. Of course, the uh, was the tree bark or whatever the fuck it's called. The lead bark. Yeah. Yeah, what that that they're on that boat, that giant island boat, and Luffy is about to fight Moria with all the shadows inside of him. So I just left off at that episode. So it's a huge fat ass cliffhanger, and I'm sorry because I should have just watched one more episode just to see what happened during this fight. But yeah, they um they basically the people of the island slash boat put a, a hundred shadows into Luffy, and he turned into this big black giant monster so i can't wait to see that it's gonna turn out this art is quietly turning out to be better than uh annie's lobby to me there was some there were a lot of emotional parts in annie's lobby okay some of my favorite 
emotional parts like the one you wanted me to see. That's how I wanted to talk about. <laughs> but before the episode, go ahead, go ahead. Before we talk about that one, though, Robin saying I want to live was one of the most powerful moments for me in the show because she's my favorite straw hat pirate um, so far. I'm, I really like Brooke. Brooke is basically, he's not in the crew officially yet, but he's in the crew, essentially. I'm really liking that. I'm really liking Brooke, but he's still Robin. Her her just her character is awesome. Uh, La Floor or whatever the fuck she do. I love her so much. La <laughs> She's incredible. So, so when when uh Robin said, you know, she wants to live mm-hmm. and Luffy came to help her. Yeah. It it was almost a flashback of like what happened with Nami. Yeah. It's better. Yeah, it way is better. C- and then he got to throw hands with the CP9. Yeah, with um oh what the fuck is his name? Oh big cat dude. Yeah. So he, he was a big deal though. Dude is raw. Straight up. And honestly, I didn't know how Luffy kept getting back up. I mean, yeah. I know he got plot armor, but that plot armor almost didn't seem thick enough for straight up. Those it, it's, those gears, when they introduced those gears, I'm like, man, what? Mm-hmm. Man, what? This man went second gear and then Gatling gunned his ass. I'm like, yeah, this shit is dope, man. This shit is dope. Uh, this show is fucking I, incredible. When he fell back. Yeah. And he just was like, nope, I can't go down like that. Yep, because he said he would not go down anymore during this fight. And he kept that fucking promise. That shit was ill, bro. Luffy sometimes just keeps showing us why he's the GOAT. Sure. But the part I really want to talk about, going Mary. Yeah, that shit was sad, bro. That shit was like sad. it almost brought me to tears. It almost did. How did an episode like that really hit us so a, hard, bro? A boat, bro. A boat hit me. I'm like, damn. It didn't blow me back, but it was kind of close. Seeing everybody cry about the going Mary was rough. I'm surprised it didn't blow you back, bro, because you literally binging this stuff. So to me, yeah. It, it almost feels like it should be more fresh for you because you literally seeing what they're going through with the boat. Yeah, with I'm they should. definitely attached. Um, the thing with the boat is uh, I felt like I I knew it was they um they kind of gave some hints to it. It was yeah, it was too much of a head start of when it was going to happen. Like obviously from the moment Usopp and, and, and Luffy fought about it. Like that was like, okay, this ship is definitely going down. Everybody said this ship can't sell anymore. So I'm like, all right, I'm prepped for when they say the ship is done. We gotta we gotta stop it. Like but um yeah, it was that was a that was a tough moment. I think I still think though, Robin I want to live was the toughest for me. That almost blew me back harder than the than the going Mary going bye bye. So the going Mary scene is the actual scene that made me start watching One Piece. Um, is it really? Because yeah, I was at um Colossicon and they were like had a whole panel and it's talking about anime parts that like blew you back. And I had said something about uh um I had said something about an anime and basically what ended up happening was like they were like uh that was a really good. I'm glad you brought that up. And then they, then everybody started talking about the One Piece episode with the boat because I think it was like relatively new or something like that. Mm. And it was like, I was like, I don't know, you never heard of nothing like that. Why would a boat make you cry? So I went and watched it all the way up to that part. And I was like, I got hooked. Yeah. And I kept going. Um, 
and you know you know where we at now we talk about one piece yeah. almost almost weekly now on mic check waifu waifu i gotta keep up the updates i gotta keep up the updates people love it man and i love it too i understand why they love it i i, I definitely understand i get it like there's no way we can be as analytical as we are about anime and just not have this in our arsenal this is yeah. one of the best shonens to do it one of the best mainstream shows to do it period like straight up i'm finding it i'm finding myself to like it more than i like dragon ball z and dragon ball z is the reason why i like anime the reason why is because there's so much more to one piece than there ever was to dragon ball z there's not much to dragon ball z you it's almost like you got you got a few characters you got the villains and you got bang bang and it's next you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. It's you got the and it's the same in One Piece, but it's way more structured, I guess, story and empathy and just shit attached to the characters that you care more about. Like I don't way care. more mystery. Yeah, exactly. A lot of foreshadowing, <clears throat> so much well done foreshadowing. It's insane. Like I just met uh, what's his name, Kuma. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker make people disappear. I'm like, whoa, time out. I quit. I'm done. I don't even know who this guy is. Every single time you meet somebody, you think, how the fuck are the straw hats going to beat somebody like that? Like Rob Lucci was the, was the guy from CP. Yeah, Lucci. Rob Lucci. Like, how the fuck were they going to beat Rob Lucci? I was freaking out. I'm like, man, this man is a, a giant cat lion, and he's incredible. But they, they string it along really well. Boy, Zoro got that other sword from that other samurai. Hey, look, I... I completely forgot you saw Kuma at this point. Yeah, Kuma just popped up and he's like, yo, um, do you want me to help you with the Straw Hat Pirates? And uh, Big Morio is like, nah, I'm good. You stay the fuck out of my way, basically. And he got inside uh, Oris or Luffy's shadow. And I about to put the pirates down. This is crazy. Yo, this is wild. This is about to be crazy. You know, I just love that you said something about foreshadowing and <laughs> you said Kuma. Because <laughs> they do such a good job of just like sprinkling a little, sprinkling, sprinkling a little bit of shit here and there. Like, I'm pretty perspe- perceptive. Yeah. I, I get you that. Oh, yeah, man. I, hey, that's what I'm about, man, with all my anime. That's why my taste is a lot different than a lot of other people's. You know what I'm saying? When you can pick up on that stuff, like in Fire Force, Fire Force does it incredibly well. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm like, I'm loving One Piece. It's definitely getting even better, though. It's it's not just a lull. It does, again, it drags shit on purpose so fucking mm-hmm. much that it's almost disgusting. <clears throat> it almost makes me want to puke how far they drag certain shit, but I can't get enough. And that's your one just, update with Polo. <laughs> I just want to say I'm very, I'm very satisfied with that. OPP, one piece update with Polo. All right. Speaking of um one piece, I watched a random anime mm. on the on the site that shall not be named. It's literally just the OVA, so it's one ap- episode, but they don't have any like other episodes to it. Okay. It's called Cat Shit One. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness um what can i say about this anime i watched it in dub the voice acting honestly was horrible i don't know how they could have done better in 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 subs 
mm-hmm. but it actually wasn't that bad, bro. Like, oh, the show um, itself wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I want to go back and read the manga because um, this this cat shit one episode. It was like a what it's about is the American army or military is a bunch of rabbits and or this is probably Americans in general a bunch of rabbits and we're over in like let's just say Iraq Iraq or wherever for for context sake and we're fighting a bunch of uh, camels uh, okay <laughs> and they just fight and it's really like think of your your standard military TV show or episode or movie but with rabbits and it just it wasn't like horrible though like I was honestly surprised by it and it's CGI rabbits and it doesn't look bad mm-hmm. at all so like I was just like okay this is it I took notes he took notes <laughs> I took notes that's interesting alright voice acting was trash but the music was really good it okay. seemed like the the overall just the sound of the guns, rocket launchers, the Ooh. sand kicking up in the background, <laughs> kicking up in the background, all of that was on point. Uh, it's just the voice acting was trash. Right. Uh, Perkins um, or Packy, Sergeant Packy, he is the like the main like who we're mainly following. He's like a badass, like your typical military badass who like I got I got the gun, I got the skills, I got the uh, the experience. And he just is doing everything. But he talked a lot of shit about how like his his partner had a, a bunch of extra unnecessary shit on his gun, but that ex- unnecessary shit saved his partner. Mm. And his partner saved his ass. And they had some really cool attention to detail like uh, that I really liked. Um, like, for instance, when his partner got his weapon attacked, the scope came off and they actually kept the scope off. You know, like sometimes they'll mess that up and forget to put that there. Right. They threw grenades and the grenades were gone. Uh, they changed the clips. Like when he removed the clip and put another clip into his um, rifle, mm-hmm. another magazine into his rifle, that magazine was gone from his armor, uh, his body, his uh, flak jacket and stuff like that. They just did really cool things like that. That was like nice attention to detail. Yeah. Uh, but overall, it was some other. I mean, it was actually just pretty legit. Like for a little twenty-five minute watch, I wasn't mad at all. Uh, question: Did it rap? It it's literally like, hey, we going in to, to save these two, you know, these two captured people, and that was it. That's why I want to read the manga because I'm kind of like interested. The manga is still called Cat Shit One, but it has a different like appeal to it it looks like you actually see a cat (laughs) like a giant cat in the background and i kind of want to see like how that goes you know and this one they're they're in vietnam oh this is racist oh no (laughs) because the cat now that i'm looking at it they got the cat looking like an asian cat oh damn but i mean it's it's made by Asians, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Can I say that's racist? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, maybe if it's made by them, you know, it's like a yeah. But uh, you know, it's got like a cat in the background. It's a Vietnamese cat, and you know, they go to Vietnam and Apocalypse Meow Volume Two. That's interesting. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm go. I'm gonna go read the manga for this and just see how see what it's hitting for. If it's actually good or not. 
That is very, very interesting. It's weird. It was random. So I, I gave it a chance. <laughs> uh, so I picked up something, just three episodes. This is something I watched a while back, but I wanted to revisit it to see if it's something that, uh, um, that I want to continue to rewatch. And it's mm-hmm. called a uh, Hygana Guy or Hygana Guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's uh, it's basically the title is I don't have many friends. Okay, it's about okay this uh, this student who was a transfer student who transferred to this new school. Okay, he goes to the new school and he has this uh, condition with his hair where his hair is like blonde in the upper root area and like dark brown in the lower root area. So he has like this this his hair just looks so different than your typical Japanese boy, and it's not on purpose. Like it's a it's a birth defect apparently um yeah. he goes to this new school and when he goes to this new school a bunch of bullshit happens on his first day of, the, of school where he <laughs> he joins he, he's late to the class because he takes he takes the wrong bus so he's late to school he rushes into the classroom and like accidentally like pushes the teacher on accident because he trips when he's running into the classroom and then he he's like out of breath and he says i'm i'm the new transfer student and he goes to sit down he Go sit down and looks at this girl, d- digs in his book bag, forgets his book, and then looks over at the girl next to him and his because of his hair, his threatening appearance, apparently. She's like, here. And she gives him his book and, and basically she shares with another girl in the class. So now the rumor goes around the entire school that he's this bully that stole. He came into the class, pushed the teacher, stole this girl book and started to, to, to learn like that. So now everybody in the entire school thinks this guy is a big, fat, like he's a bully. savage. He's an absolute savage, but he's just he's a super normal, nice, nice kid. OK, he goes to this classroom um, after school. School is out, goes to this classroom and hears this girl like talking to herself. She's literally talking to air, but having a full conversation with the air. So he's like, what the hell is going on? He comes into the classroom and this girl then basically uh, says that I don't have any friends, but I do have one friend. It's my best friend, Tomo, and she's air. So it's an imaginary friend. And she comes up with the idea to start a club called the neighborhood uh, that I think it's called Friendly Neighborhood club or something like that or neighborhood club something along those lines and they start a club and basically what the club has in it it's like a uh, the way they structure the club flyer is a it's like an anagram for we're looking for friends type of thing so they start a club to basically hide the fact that they're just looking for friends so they're trying to get people all in this club so they can start to make friends or learn how to make friends and basically the entire uh show is um people joining this club trying to become friends with each other doing different methods like for instance episode three they uh decide okay well playing video games is a great way to meet other people so let's get our psps because this came out in 2011 mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get our psp and play monster hunter and they go through a, game. they go through a situation where it's like a, a comedy driven um Fan service show. It's a very interesting inter- interesting show. I'm going to put it in the show notes, though. It's called... Yeah, what's uh, the name of that again? Hag- Haganani? Haganani? I don't know how to say it. Haganai? Haganai. Yeah, Haganai, because it's... There's another harem kind of thing, too? Yes, sir. <laughs> of course it is. 
<laughs> of course it is. Uh, but the English titles, I don't have many friends, so. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it because um, I don't remember a lot that happens, but I do remember the characters, and that's one thing that's standing out to me is these characters. So, I'm gonna continue to watch it, but um, uh, I like the art style here. Yeah, it's 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 really nice for two, something that came out in 2011. It looks really really good. He looks like our main character, or not our our, uh, our main character's best friend from Clannad. Yep. Yeah. I, I hate him already. <laughs> no, he's great. Oh my God. Forget great, this guy. Bro. He's actually he really is. good. He's a really good character. Because he's like the only like logical guy, the only logical person there. Um, I don't remember how he handles all of the uh, attention that he's going to get from the harem-esque thing that's being created here. Yeah. But I do know that he's a good character. He is. I'm going to continue to watch it, though. It's funny. I like stuff um, that makes me laugh out loud. So, uh, for those of us who follow the actual Facebook group, hey, um, you saw—I don't know if you saw it—but Connor had posted something like, "Does anyone know what this anime is?" And we find out it's called UQ Holder. Um, oh yeah, I watched it. You watched it, the whole thing? Oh yeah. Okay, I ain't finished it yet. I'm on like episode five. UQ uh, UQ Holder is very interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm glad it's interesting because I was a little worried. It's not the first. Now nah, the I first episode was good. It's everything yeah. after that. Yeah, I didn't like it though. Okay, it's interesting, um, but I didn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> first episode was really, really like I was like, "Ooh, this is kind of dope." Exactly, crazy premise, right? And then it's like, uh, no, no, hold on, hold on to your horses. It gets I different, think- man. I think I will say though, one hundred percent, what I enjoy the most about it, and it kind of like after that first episode, I took a whole different perspective on it and just said this is a comedy, and I think looking at it as a comedy, it felt better, mm-hmm. but looking at it as like an action fantasy sci fi, uh, you you gonna have to hold that one. There's some there's some moments that happen that's really good, like later on in the show, mm-hmm. with how to use um how. Did you meet other people yet? Yeah, I met okay. her her little clique. Okay. So and they had to fight everybody and get a hit off on them. Yep. Okay. So there's some interesting ways that other people in the show uses their abilities. Um that comes a little bit later and it's super super intriguing, super interesting in that part. But is it good? Man, storytelling is a little rough. Yeah, and like my question is, everybody's immortals, right? Mm-hmm. How are we out here killing immortals? And and then like, are they really immortals? If they got ten lives. Like, what kind of immortal is that? That's not immortal. That's a dude who got ten lives. We just got to kill him ten times. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's certain there's certain people that are immortal. I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say the spoilers, but in yeah. English, our main character sounds like Ash Ketchum. Yeah, it's the same. I think it's the same chick, actually. And, and subs, I like his voice, like, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was so disappointed. I was like, I'd rather listen to Ash catch him, yeah. catch immortal Pokemon and shit. Yeah, it's uh, rough. <laughs> it, it, this is not cutting in terms of dub, but actually, like, I like the idea, and I'm, I'm considering, I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna check out the sequel. 
which is only an OVA, it looks like. Yeah, I, I'm about to say, because there's no full sequel. Yeah. And I, I do like some of the characters, like Kuromaru. I like him a little bit. Not completely yet. The main character? Nah, the, the dude that kind of like a girl. Oh, yeah, I like him. I like him. And kind of act like a girl, but I don't really care about well, none of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's keep watching because you'll f- figure out some stuff with that too. It's um. I like the the the, the main chick too. Evangeline. Yeah, I love her. She, the one who turns into a lolly. Yeah. And then into a full grown waifu. Yeah, yeah. I like her a lot, especially when she's a full grown waifu. Oh god! Oh god! Polo. It's her. Her powers are crazy, incredible. I'd have to agree there. Yeah, because I we saw her do the 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 raining ice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's dope. So before we take this break and do our recommendations, before that, I do want to talk about the fact that we didn't talk about Tower of God last week. We didn't. No. And I want to talk about it this week. All right. So let's let's do our recommendation and then lead with Tower of God after that. Before the review? That? You want to do that? Or do you uh, want to go into Tower of God now? Let's go to Tower of God now and then we'll take a break. Boom. Let's do it. Because I want to, I, I do want to, I want to start off probably with Glipnir after the break before we go okay. into the review. But Tower of God, yeah, this shit. I love it, man. We got, oh my God, I love it so much. Bro. <laughs> This shit is so interesting, man. The chick, when she hopped off the chair, spoilers for Tower of God at three and four. When she got to the chair, first off, was badass. Mad easy. Yeah, super easy. Then when they had to defend the chair, that was even more incredible watching the dude with the sword fight. He's like, do his sword. Yeah. And they, <laughs> oh my God, dude. The show <laughs> animation is insane man it's insane i love when a when a when a basic guy punched a chick and she went spinning around <laughs> i love this show man this show, i can't believe you would have saw a woman like that i know for one that's the first thing i was thinking but i'm like god damn she was amazing man i i love the way this storytelling is done too like yeah. this also has those Hints here and there, like peppered into the 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 main plot, I guess. And the main plot being them trying to climb the tower, but the reasoning behind why they're climbing the tower and the methods they're using. This is just a bonus game, by the way, and it's so much mm-hmm. intrigue with that because somebody that looks like Rachel is involved. Um, I don't know if she is Rachel. You probably do. So, but. I just I can't I can't fathom how well the storytelling is being done. I love this shit, man. Oh my god. It it there's so many points in this that just gets better. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, um Is it everything you thought when you watching it animated compared to when you read it? It's just so much better animated, bro. Yeah. Because like I remember dude throwing this sword and I remember a knock going off. Um I just I'm interested to see the jihads like yes. more of the jihad princesses. Uh, yes. I hope I'm he interested. wins her sword. Well, he's not. I can already tell Bam's not going to take her sword, even if he wins, which he probably is, right? But like, 
You'll never know. Storytelling. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I mean, I kind of, kind of got a feeling, kind of got an inkling. Okay. Know? I don't know, but I'm enjoying I, the hell out of it. Episode five. I can't wait till I next know. week when we can talk about how Polo didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> I actually, I honestly, though, I don't, I don't one hundred percent remember. I just remember what happens at the end of this, and then. To next part, and then to, I remember like the big overarching things that happened mostly. I don't remember all the small details. True, but yeah, yeah. 25th, 25th bam. Oh, and shout Boss. out to you for uh, recommending Closest Neighbors. I read it, and <laughs> <laughs> way more different than I thought it was gonna be. I'm gonna just say that um, way different. <laughs> I was reading this I'm like what the fuck? What the fuck? Is this real? Can they do this? Is this allowed? And then I'm like reading it and I'm super into the story. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, oh shit. Oh, that that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? It was moments in when I was reading that that had me like fucked up. Especially June. I hate you, June. Um mm-hmm. but then Bruh. you start to like June again. It's, it was wild. It was wild. It was just, yeah, yeah, very interesting. Did you? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's uh, I I like the ending. Didn't love it, but I liked it. it was, so like there was a there was the ending. The ending I wanted <clears throat> was for him to go off with the big sister. Obviously, April. Is is what I wanted, mm-hmm. but. That wasn't gonna happen, right? He and they kind of gave us this like wrap up, like, oh, he's always actually been in love with, and yeah, he's, this whole everything he's been doing has really been hurting her. But it's like he he does really love her, and he can't really think of anyone else but her. Did but you believe also, it like, though? I didn't. I Me really either, didn't. man. Me he, either. he was out here. He was out here smashing everybody. every. Fucking thing, and I was okay with it, man. I was oh, okay man. with it. That was oh, that God. was an interesting read, though. He smashed everyone except for the one we wanted him to. Exactly, exactly. That entire is that is that entire website that basically? Not all of them, but there's okay. a couple of ones I read. Like there's another one I read that's pretty good. It's about um, basically a guy gets married into this family mm-hmm. and. Uh, with this girl he gets married to this family because like this girl um just like basically kind of like fell in love with him turns out she's a hoe and he well he gets her pregnant turns out she's a hoe and uh she does a lot of like she cheats on him while they're married and runs off with someone else i would never read that he he wants to keep the baby and he he keeps the baby for himself and the mom is like his new lover yeah, get that out of here. Yeah, it, it was actually really good though. I'm, it just like I, I think I'm a glutton for punishment though, like because it made me sad and then also just ended up being good. I'm staying far away from that. Uh, let's take this but, quick. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do these recommendations, bro. I'm gonna say take this quick break. Um, you wanna start with yours? I started last week. Oh shit. Okay, yeah, so, I got you. I can start. I can start. <laughs> so right. my recommendation is going to be. The show Gamers. Okay. This is another, mm-hmm. you guessed it, Polo's bringing a slice of life. 
Oh, let me, let me preface this. I'm going to preface this by saying every episode of My Check Wife for Waifu, before we go into our break, and sometimes after, we give two recommendations. I give one, and Tell gives one. Uh, I try to bring the slice of life. Tell tries to bring... I mean, I don't even know what he's going to bring nowadays because he's been changing it up on me recently. But we try to just bring you something that we recommend, and a lot of you watched it, what we recommend. We appreciate that. So we're going to keep it going. This recommendation is called Gamers. This is uh, another slice of life. It's actually another rom-com. And I'm I'm not a fan of the rom romedies. You know what I'm saying? I, I love just the romance or I love just the slice of life. I don't like it when they try to do romance comedy shit, you know? But lately, I've been finding a few that are good, um, like the one we just talked about earlier and this one. Gamers is a show about uh, this kid who goes to school, super normal, average dude. Actually, he's relatively nerdy. Um, he's uh, playing video games in class, and the prettiest girl in the school comes up to him and said, hey, why don't you be with me in the gamers club? <laughs> so, okay. and it goes just like that. He joins the gamers club and uh, they, it's exactly how it sounds like. It's a club full of gamers. Um, and an interesting romance peak out of it. And it's so crazy because I don't want, I don't want to say that because it'll be it'll be spoilers. Just watch it. It's a yeah. romedy. It's pretty funny. It's good the way shit play out. Let's put it that way. And the characters are very much likable. I like them a lot actually. Uh, definitely one I can recommend. Gamers is definitely an enjoyable show, especially if you like games because they play like Street Fighter and shit. Hey. All right, tell <clears throat> So the one I'm going to recommend is. Um, Maria the Virgin Witch. Um, mm. Have you seen this one? I started it, but I didn't get too far. I honestly, I just really like it. Like, I felt like everything about it was actually just low key on par. Animation was good. The story wasn't like shitty, like some of the other things I've watched. <laughs> um, it just actually was interesting, right? Um, I'll just read the synopsis. The story follows Maria, the most powerful witch who lives during the Hundred Year uh, War in France. She despises war, so she obstructs battles with her strong magical power. So basically, every time there's some kind of battle going on, she breaks it up with, like, wind or tornadoes or rain or something like that so they can't fight. Um, and in heaven, they're like, why are you doing this? We need to let them fight. Mm -hmm. And she's like, why would you let these people fight? Like, you're supposed to be angels. Stop letting them fight. And she's breaking up wars and countries don't like her. They think she's this super evil, overpowered witch. And she's really not evil at all. She just doesn't want people to fight. And um, the story kind of plays off off of that. Um, has a really cool kind of like twist in the end. Uh, Came out in 2015. I check it out. Yes, yeah. I started this. Okay. Yeah, I just say check it out. Finish it. I think it's worth finishing for sure. Okay. All right. And well, it's only it's only like 12 episodes, right? Yeah. I'm gonna set this plan in there. Make sure you guys follow our Annie List pages, by the way. <laughs> That's dope. That's a dope one. All right. So, we're going to come back with uh, some Glipnir talk and the review of Grimgar, a fantasy of Ash or fantasy of Ash or something like that. Um, we're going to come back with that review and uh, probably a little bit more. So, 
Thank y'all for sticking with us. Thank y'all for rocking with us. We'll be right back after this nice, chill, relaxing tune. Check Waifu Waifu episode 46. Um, as always, go to teespring.com slash store slash my check waifu waifu to get some of the podcast merch. And when you do, dude, I love that hoodie. Tell us rocking hoodie right now for the audio listeners. 
And the point of that hoodie, which is with, it's just a hoodie with the MCWW on it, is when you're looking at it from a distance, all you see is a white line and a red line. But when you get up close, you see the MWW in it. I think that's dope. Uh, <laughs> but go to teespring.com slash store slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu to check out that hoodie. Uh, tell. Speaking of which, the, the, the gear is still coming. Oh, yeah. Tell. So I know Connor just ordered his hat and it comes, I think, on Tuesday. Dope. Okay, so if you order something from teespring.com slash store slash my check white food, which is in the show notes, they're still shipping. So <sighs> check that out. All right, Polo. Uh-oh. So here's the news. This is some, to me, it's kind of some good news. And it changes my mind on Demon Slayer in terms of like how critical I was on it, which I actually don't think I was super critical on Demon Slayer, but we were Demon about Slayer, average, right? Yeah, yeah, but... Demon Slayer has broken records already, but it just broke a new record. So in 2011, One Piece set a record for the most manga sold in a year at 37,996,000 copies. Yeah, 37 million copies, basically, almost 38 million. Mm -hmm. Demon Slayer has surpassed that record. At 38,191,000 copies. Damn. Right? Now, the issue with this, with Demon Slayer beating this record, is that it still has half a year left. Demon Slayer beat One Piece's highest record ever set. Oh, shit. With half, half the year left. Damn, but it's still like 17 more years of One Piece, right? Yeah. Now, One Piece has 400 million overall copies sold. Mm. But this is, we're talking about just for one year sold amount of copies. Oh, shit. They beat in One Piece's highest, Already. highest year. Highest every year. Wait, time out. Okay, let me put this in perspective. Let me make sure I'm understanding this correctly. So, Demon Slayer has sold 38 million copies of the manga, right? Mm-hmm. But it's only April. Yep. And they, they started in November. They started counting in November, from November to April. That they sold incredible. 38 million copies in comparison to One Piece selling 38 million copies in one full fiscal year. Mm. So 12 months. And, and, and this has been done in six. That's so we, we might be looking at a, what, I, what I'm going to say is a, a shift almost. And this is crazy, man. Like that's ridiculous to yeah. think. Yeah. From just I the take, first, I, I take can... back the main thing I said. I mean, you didn't say anything mean about it. Yeah, I guess not. But <laughs> you were gonna say that? That's crazy. That's crazy. It must get wild. Sorry, tell I'm keeping you from reading because I know how bad you wanted to. Yeah, I don't want to leave you behind. Don't do it, bro. Don't do it. That uh... show is pivotal. Natural <laughs> reactions are pivotal. You're right. For when that shit, you know. For when, when it gets it back. real all over again, when it comes back. Yep. Yep. All right. Now, we we switching gears into what? Gleepnir, right? Yes, sir. Let's talk about Gleepnir for a little bit. Um, episode four of Gleepnir. So, spoilers ahead if you haven't watched Gleepnir. Episode four. Um, so, I guess neither one of us was right. But I think you were closer to being right with this one. 
um, they are going to eventually fight it out. They didn't become the trio, like I said. Yeah. Nor did they fight in this episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't really a fight. It was more like she got dogged and she was yeah. like, oh, no, this is my sister. I don't really want to kill you. Yeah. I did this for you. I'm going to protect you. But, but we did get the lore, though. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit of the lore. Do you like the little bit of lore we got? I actually, I'm all for it. I like um, sci-fi, interstellar kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, the lore itself, I think, is pretty cool. I'm confused by the bending machine, though. <laughs> but I still think it's cool. Like, I wish that that could be this world. Like, hey, I mean, so this gold coin is vending machine. I understand the vending machine aspect because when he explained it he said i gotta find all my friends all mm-hmm. of his friends are basically the coins but i don't understand the whole why do that why does them finding his friends the coins and using it in this vending machine causes them to get powers like that so, i don't i don't I, like at all and that's what i'm saying i don't think it's the vending machine right because he was saying like more or less it's the drink right the drink it's is like drink, this yeah this this gene manipulating microbe which what the that, aliens are that was the part to me that made sense right <laughs> so to me like i thought like so okay, no, this... let me I, let me let me i guess clarify what i'm trying to yeah, say yeah. i understand the, the the what the drinks are and i understand why they're getting the coins because like what better way to collect coins than to build a vending machine because people yeah but pay. why the drink but why why give them the drink as a reward is what i'm saying yeah why yeah that's that, that's also another thing too like right like what was the benefit to giving them the drinks because exactly. i feel like if there's no benefit to our because he is essentially our current antagonist even though he doesn't really seem evil he he's is not, our antagonist yeah, he is yep he's not but um, he is it's so weird because he's like i'm a nice alien don't worry it's fine guys i'm okay i'm here to help you uh so hey if you give me the coins we'll give you this reward basically but now all yeah. you're doing is ensuing chaos into this world that didn't need this shit yeah but why i'm i get like why would that matter to him as long as he gets his people back right right like, you know he don't really care he just want to get his friends back and i guess that realistically that is a great way of finding people just give them things that makes them feel like they're doing something special but then it's also like i don't know um i, think, I like i think this is it, for me because i know you said you like the uh the premise of it, the whole interstellar premise. But I think when this was introduced and the way it was introduced, it fell apart for me. Like, cause there's no logic behind any of his motives, I guess. If he just and wants to be entertained, which he kind of said that, but he kind of didn't. I entirely agree with you. I, I, I like interstellar and science stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm not saying that makes any sense though. Cause to <laughs> me, like I agree. The logic here is like, thinner than thread um i don't see it um now that's not what actually ripped it apart for me because i feel like there's time to make up for that logic later true true. um what kind of bothered me more or less is like claire i'm still not i'm still not feeling her bro same i'm just just not feeling her like i'm liking uh alina way more yep um Mifune, I'm liking her. <laughs> I like Mifune for sure. I think, I think I'm liking everybody but Claire. 
Like yeah, I'm even like an old alien dude who wants to feel clear up, even though she's a minor. Yeah, um, right. He don't he don't know no better. He an alien. <laughs> um, but I'm just like I don't. I'm not feeling clear, bro. It's still something about her that just don't sit. She so the thing that really got to me was like she's saying, "Hey, I won't use the coins. Don't you worry, uh, because I have you." So she's basically saying she's gonna make him use the coins. I did like his little like sign of growth, though. Yeah, because to me it means that he's already inherited like his second coin, right? Yeah. Um, which gave him his second drink, which gave him stronger. He was stronger now, and it showed like a visible change in his ability. Like yeah. he wasn't just like strong when he was in his suit now he's like physically strong when he's just out and like he's walking around the dude try to throw a punch and he just caught his hand like hey yo chill i'll break this bitch off you yeah did you notice the the mental the his mental the mental change yeah, yeah. Was that was cool because he esque it, it wasn't as deep as kind of yeah, i think i, I think <laughs> because i feel like he still has like like kind of he still had like some good in mind until he was fully broken right but he has the good in mind in terms of like, what if someone wanted to do this and he's trying to think about like how like I have to do this to make sure that no one gets hurt, right? Mm-hmm. So I liked that it felt like he has a goal now, something he actually personally wants to do outside of Claire. Yep. Because Claire's not giving it, him the buns, it. he's giving her the buns. Yeah, that made him so much better as a character for me than in prior episodes because it's before he was just like I, I kind of like him for one to be regular. Like I kind of like, yo, I got put in a situation without any like understanding of what, why or where, and I still want to know why the fuck Claire's sister has such a big hard on for Su- uh, Suichi. That's his name, right? Yeah. We got time. Maybe because we don't know where his parents at. Maybe she killed his parents. I thought. It- his parents died before he moved to the school, though. Didn't they say that? Is that I, I can't remember. Yeah, me either. Me either. Yeah. I I just thought he was by himself anyway. Whatever. Yeah. We don't. Fi- I, I'll go back and figure it out. But it that's the thing is like we don't. Why why is she? Why does she have a heart on for him? Either yeah. way, like I like her more. Yeah, same. Same. And I love her. I like her form too. Her form is low key dope when yeah. she go. I loved how I'm she could trans like how she transfers like. She's not fully there, and then she is there, and then she's super nice, and then she's like, "I'll kill you." Yeah, straight up. I love all that. That's she's my energy so much right there. I wish it was her. I wish it was her that partnered up with our guy, and they if had she, to, she, it turned into a buddy cop movie. If, if she's in that, if she's in that suit, bro, if she was in the suit, it'd be a wrap. Oh my god! All, he opened his mouth. She just come out the mouth and wrap him up, and then he come through with a punch and a yes. gun. I don't know, bro. Or, oh, they could be fire. She's in them, and she makes him dissolve with her, and they just kind of misty, fucking powerful ass bear. Oh thing. man, that'd be insane. Uh, too bad, writers. <sighs> too bad, man. Y'all, y'all need a different storyboard. Straight up, straight up. Um, but can we can we talk about what's important? Yes. I need this. Yeah, me too. I, I need, need to prep myself. This. Sorry for the pregnant pause. Um, All right, guys. Yeah, here it is. Uh, we were we asked you guys last week to watch Grimgar, uh, a fantasy of Nash. Um, Grimgar is an isekai that is so interesting. Um, it's in my top five. Will it be in my top five after this review? Let's find out. Mm-hmm. 
so where do we want to start? Oh, for those of you that don't know, our review system, we have an official, official review scale. Uh, MCWW official review scale goes a little bit like this. We have five categories. We rate those five categories each individually. Then we take those two scores, we average them together, and we give our overall total score after we average those five categories together. So for instance, uh, do you have our, our reviews pulled up at all? You want all the reviews or you just want uh, the scale? Uh, the scale, sorry. All right. So our review scale is pacing, story, animation, sound design, and uh, characters. Those are what we base our reviews off of. Yep. So we each individually rate those different categories with different scores. Then we average those different scores to get a main score. And we take that main score and we average that together to get our official score itself now we've done quite a few reviews actually haven't we mm-hmm. um let me see if i can find our all of our reviews here it's in our google doc so i should have had this pulled up sorry for my lack of preparation but here it is right here all right so here's the anime we've read it so far okay i'm gonna start from the bottom and work our way up at number 10 we have dr stone with a 7.8 at number nine we have darwin's game with an 8.5 at number eight, we have Erased with 8.75. Number seven, we have Beast Stars at 8.85. Number six, we have Demon Slayer with 8.8. At number five, we have Villain Saga with a 9.25. At number four, we have Promise Neverland at 9.3. At number three, we have Fire Force at a 9.35. Number two, Clanad at a 9.8. And number one, obviously, is Astra Lost in Space. And in the Hall of Shame, uh, Demon Lord Retry has a negative 7.75. So, that's a bad anime. Don't watch it. Here we are. Unless you want to agree with our rating. True. Uh, true. <laughs> or disagree. That's fine, too. I don't think that's possible. All right. <laughs> All right. I want so, you to start first. All right. So let me sing you the praises of our uh, our Lord and Savior, um, Grimgar, <laughs> a fantasy and Ash. Um, this anime is by far one of the best pieces of art I've ever physically seen, physically watched, ever had to endure, because I didn't have to actually endure it. It just felt, well, I guess there were some parts I had to endure because it was just too much for my heart. Same. Um, honestly, it's like, there is so much about it. So like, I actually took a little bit of notes on this too. Ooh, I love when you take notes. <laughs> the characters in this scenario, obviously this is the Izakai. If you didn't know, now you know. The characters in this scenario are extremely relatable. When they come in, they're in a group of of people who are all in the same predicament and don't know where they are and what they're doing. A large group and, too. Yeah. They start getting put a, put apart in teams. Everyone makes teams. And our group that we're following is like, they're the leftover, you know? They're what everyone assumes is the weakest, what no one really cares to, to gather with, that kind of thing. Yes. And uh, they come together as a group and they actually like, they don't necessarily gel together well, but they start to understand each other because they're fighting, you know, life, life or death in this scenario mm-hmm. together. 
the voice acting in this is amazing. It's incredible, bro. Oh my god. It's <laughs> incredible. Um, I forgot um, how good it was until I watched it again because this is when I okay. So let me let me say I watched it in subs and I felt I felt everywhere. I know yeah. I know you watched it in dubs, but I, I, I watched you felt I did everything. both though. I did both. I see when we do a review like this, I always take the first two episodes and I watch them both subbed and dubbed. Both the subs and the dubs were in fucking incredible. Incredible, dude. The subs were definitely probably hitting harder for sure and only because again i don't understand the language so when they yell certain stuff it sounds believable um i don't i don't speak japanese at all so yeah i i don't know exactly if it's good or bad people from Jap- japan is probably like no nah, that shit is terrible but we wouldn't know <laughs> because we don't <laughs> speak the fucking language but it does it sound like when you're reading it when you're reading the words that they're saying it sounds so emphatic that it's believable the dubs, the dub did so fucking well too. With they, they did have to change some stuff around, and all of it still makes sense for the story. They didn't mm-hmm. rewrite the whole shit like they do in some dubs. They they wrote it, um, and that's they wrote it well enough to <clears throat> where you can feel the uh, the important pieces, right? Yeah, and those first two episodes. Uh, switch, switching back and forth between the two. I'm like, yeah, this is good. This is a good dub. This is how you figure out if a dub is good or not by doing this. So one of the things I want to bring up that I feel like I didn't really pay attention to my first watch through, my second watch through, my third watch through, but on this watch through, being a little bit more analytical, a thing, one of the things I paid attention to was the fact that that first goblin kill was like, super important like it was it was a lone goblin by themselves it's one two three four five six people fighting this goblin and you know that individual goblin kill was uber important like just to kill this one goblin um because that's where their growth started yeah you know like that feeling they got when they cut it it was mm -hmm. like you know, it was like you you felt it like, oh, shit. But it, it wasn't even just that, like, because it was that. But it's also the fact that, like, they, they, they're listening, like, this goblin is, is fighting because he doesn't want to die. Yeah. And they're fighting because they don't want to die. Like, and when um Ranta has to, like, go back and stab it several times over and over just to, to like, make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not even that. Just to make sure the goblin is That's dead true. because it almost came back and hit our dude Haruhiro. Yeah. Right? It almost came back and hit our hit our character, our main character. And it's like, why why was that so impactful? Like, yeah. it, it, I, I, we know why it was so impactful, but it, it felt important. It felt like it was harsh. Like, it was way harder than it needed to be. It felt like you were traumatized. Um, but it was immediately like a, a point of growth. Um, it, it it was insane. So I kept thinking about it like this. Okay, when I was watching this, I'm like, all right, how am I going to say this on the show? And this is how this is what I came up with. This is like watching Sword Art Online, right? But it's like watching Sword Art Online when Kirito is destroying those generic faces players in the game. Like when he has to fight through like really generic. Uh, like player characters who are not even important. They're mm-hmm. just there to show how powerful Kirito is. It's like watching them live this life. 
it's insane because again, goblins are the weakest enemy in this game. And it's not like Goblin Slayer where you have some people go in thinking they can fight goblins because it's easy and then they get they get murdered. It's kind of like that, but it's so much more important because these you you care so much more about the, the characters' individualities and how fucking <clears throat> difficult all of this could be or would be in a situation to where you get teleported to a world knowing nothing. Knowing nothing yeah. at all. Like the people in Goblin Slayer, they went with confidence because they're like, oh, this is these are goblins. This would be easy. These people don't even know why they're in Grimgar. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. oh, I love it, <clears throat> another another cool aspect that I really enjoyed was the fact that obviously they're in the beginning, they're only hunting goblins because goblins is all they can afford or actually strong enough to beat. Yeah. Um and after the first episode of them killing a goblin, you realize that like they're fighting more and more goblins, but you can see like there's now a goblin patrol. Yep. The goblins are realizing, okay, there's goblins dying. How do we mitigate that? Right. Yep. It felt like the world around them was breathing evolving. and actually thinking. Right. And yeah, evolving. And it happened even further on. We, I ain't hop right into the spoilers yet, but like, for instance, uh, when Monado. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when they, so yeah, before we do that, <laughs> we are going to spoil Grimgar from here on out. This is going to be the full spoiler section. So if you haven't watched Grimgar, go watch it. It's worth it. Subs or dubs, they're both phenomenal. Now, some pieces they're kind of slow, but it's intentional, and I I love that. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about full spoilers right now. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Turn the podcast off. Go watch it. If you have. Then join us on this journey. Let's go. So yeah, when 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 Minito bit the dust. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that was like uber impactful. Yeah, and it hurt. was like it showed us that these goblins were paying attention yeah. and now they're 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 patrolling because other goblins are dying and Monado gets killed, right? Um we saw that the goblins know how people fight and that that evolution was what kind of brought to the forefront that this is not just like your sword out online where yep. your character is overpowered. Yep. This is a show or a, or a series where you are literally having regular people learn how to do something that's more than regular yep. and they have to grind to be more than regular. Yep. And we see the, the people who are picked first in the bunch who were viewed as the strongest, they're thriving. Yeah. We and we don't know nothing about them because they got out of the, the, the voluntary housing. They're just they're in the world. We're just mm-hmm. in a small little subsect of this world and we barely go any further. They go into one dungeon, essentially. One dungeon that has multiple floors and they have still so much trouble. But uh the thing that tells talking about with Minato, what's crazy is how well this fucking show tells this story. Now some of the writing is a little it's a little iffy here and there. But the way it tells how the goblins figure out that Minito is the healer, right? They figure that out. But the problem was, was Minito was healing any time. And he was a tank. Well, not even that. He was healing every single time somebody got a fucking scratch. So not only was Minito using all of his magic, 
right? But he was showing the goblins that he was the healer by always healing them. So the goblins was like, shit, well, we need to make sure we take him out first. And that became, they. you didn't realize that until later when they met uh, Mary. So it's like, it's mind blown when I watched it this time. Like, cause I didn't even put that into perspective. Like I knew, oh, the goblins figured out he was the healer. But I didn't, I didn't think about the way that they set it up with showing him healing because they show every heal that he's ever casted intentionally. Mm -hmm. They did that on purpose to show that, Hey, these people, he's healing a lot. Every time they even get a scratch and the goblins are seeing this. So they're like, okay, we already got the goblins evolving. Let's make sure they understand that he's constantly healing. So he's the healer because other than that, you wouldn't know who the healer is if they're only healing when it's absolutely necessary. It's so great. Um, and you know he was the first into battle and the last out. Yep. Right. So that didn't help either. Um, yeah, because their 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 methods were not. And to me, like it made sense that when Mary joined their party, why she was so skeptical of them, yep. right? Um, because first of all, she already she already knows that. You know, everyone knows that Monado died. Yeah. Okay. Which means they, they let their healer die. Um, she might not be pushing that off on them immediately. Like, Hey, you guys are shitty because let your healer die. But she also has to sit there and think like these guys, let their healer die. I have to look out for myself first. And I don't necessarily think that was her personality, but that's like, that's the, that's the reality of a scenario that like, if you introduce somebody into your group and you're the group that just let their healer die, like how's, how's everyone going to look at you? Right. Or, um, so she was a little skittish because yeah. that probably probably was part of it. We don't even know how to we don't even know how to successfully organize a party to to be goblins, yeah. which is the weakest of everything in here, right? She's already a full fledged adventurer, you yeah. know, volunteer. So like, why is she? You know, she she's already on a whole other level. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things I looked at that kind of like made me say, you know what? That's it makes sense. That's not necessarily what she was doing, you know, because she had her own reservations, right? Right. So, um, and that's not, and what's what's so great about the show is I didn't take that like that at all. Mm-hmm. You know, multiple times I watched it, the way that Mary came into the party, the reason why she's joined the party is because she had nowhere else to go. Because guess what? She was standoffish to everybody, not just mm-hmm. our heroes, but to all the heroes that she's ever partied up with. Because, And that's why they kicked her out, because she was just so hard to deal with, because she was scarred. She was hurt. She was like, I can't get Damage. close to anybody yep. else because if I do get close to somebody else and this happens, I'm going to break, even though she was already essentially broken. Yeah, that's that's and, the only way I took it, which is crazy because I didn't even take I didn't even think about the way you're saying it. And it completely makes sense, too. Well, they, they made that way clear, you know, like clear that, hey, um, she's obviously hurt. Um, yeah, it was kicked out of every party she's ever joined after. And and the the reason I thought about it that way is because initially watching it, they don't tell you why she's being such a dick yeah. to them. They just tell us she don't have a party. And we assume she don't have a party because she's mean. Yep. But it's also like, in my mind, it kind of just clicked that, well, maybe she don't want to be with y'all because y'all let y'all healer die. I'm like, how would I feel if I'm if I'm in a World of Warcraft game, I'm the healer, and I keep getting hit by all the AOEs and, yeah. and stuff, and y'all don't. But here's the question I have for you. Would you say yes in the first place? Probably not, because she needed him. She needed, and that's what you're saying, though, is that she needed someone to be with, right? Exactly. So <clears throat> that's the uh, 
that's the beauty of it. They, they hit it from so many different angles. Yes, man. You know? Yes. Um, if you're not watching it carefully, you can miss it. You can even, like, you can miss a lot if you're just not watching it just in a sense of, like, focused on how how the, um, again, inner monologue is being told with certain characters, like, or our main character. Like, how his, he, inner, his inner monologue, how hero is so important. Like, am I doing he, this right? And, yeah, he, he's literally doing exactly that. He's asking how how would Monado respond to this situation? And then he literally just goes straight into responding to it. And then the person is talking and he says, well, I guess it's kind of like what I would have expected from that. And mm-hmm. should I be really second guessing this? And then he goes right into back into the conversation. It's like it all just flows so well. And the pauses, they felt natural. Like if you took out his inner monologue. Yeah. And then he still spoke. It felt like it was still natural. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't feel like that inner monologue wasn't supposed to be there, but it also felt like if it wasn't there, you still got the gist of what was going on. Exactly. Of, of his inner thoughts. All right, let's start. Let's start reviewing it because we're, we're diving deep. All right. Uh, you want to start with pacing? Let's do it. <clears throat> um. Well, the pacing. Man, it's 12 episodes. I just wish there were more, man. I wish there was a season two. The pacing was was great. From the moment it started, it started off with them fighting a goblin, okay? Or fighting, trying to fight goblins, and they fell miserably. And you automatically see that these people that we're watching right now are not skilled at all. And then it transfers over to what's happening, what this world is about, what's going on. And it feels right. It feels right from the moment it starts to the moment it ends, even with the downtime. The downtime is so important to the stories, the training they have to do with their respective classes are incredibly is incredibly important too. Um, the one problem I had was. Uh, um, I guess this doesn't have anything to do with pacing, so I'm going to save it for when we get to this other category, but I'm, I'm going to say the pacing was a was a 9.5 for me. Okay. For sure. Um I gave the pacing a ten. Um and the reason I gave the pacing a ten is because uh to me, like every instance in like every episode felt like it was scheduled, but like you didn't necessarily have to expect it, it was needed. Yeah. Um the downtime, like you said, everything felt needed it didn't feel like it was rushed it felt like they they carved this this show for like the viewer like hey look here's here's where you're gonna go and this is what you need to see and this is how it's gonna work out for you That's exactly you might right. you might shed some tears you might not but this is the show and you're gonna either love it or hate it and it just it was like perfect to me in my opinion like to how it was paced it, i didn't it's see- like they carved it for tv yeah, that's a good one. It, that's a good one. You need you need it. You need a second to breathe here before shit gets real. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Like I love that. Like they had every episode had that intensity where they were fighting up until they finally got the goblins that killed Monado, and then they had that episode of like reprieve where they were taking their time. They took their time to fully mourn because they didn't really fully mourn. They were sad and they got back into action because they, they needed a healer and they took that time to mourn. Yeah. I thought the pacing was like perfect. I, t- I gave it a 10. Yeah. Uh, the next uh, topic or next uh, section is story. 
Um, the story to me, the only downside to the story to me is that it didn't have more. Yes. Uh, I would love a season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I think where it ended, it leaves you on a cliffhanger, yes, but there's a lot of resolution there. Um, every Everything was resolved except for the fact of how they're going to get out and what they're going to do next. Yep. You know, that's the only thing that's not resolved. And that or the world. The, what is this place? Why are we here? Yeah. Um, and like I said, that's that's more or less like figuring more things out. But it's like. They they leave you with those like cliffhangers to kind of give you, I guess, hope for more in the future, which shits on my soul. Um, yeah, because it's supposed to be. And then it, yeah. Something happened and they never updated us since. Yeah. Uh, I gave the story a 10. Um, I felt like in some cases, I don't think you can really get a better story than that. I uh, would have to agree. Uh, I I would agree that it's a, it's a 10 for sure. I feel like it's just so, so sad that we're not getting any more. Came out in 2016 Chances of more coming is slim to none. Guess we stuck to Grimgar fan fan fiction. Yep. <laughs> I might read the manga. They I was thinking about the same thing. They didn't even get that far in that either, but I'm probably going to read it. Uh, the next uh, segment is animation. Oof, my goodness. Okay, so we just had a discussion before we started the podcast on what do you consider animation? Is it visual? Is it the way it's drawn? Or is it the actual animated scenes of the animation? Which I kind of lean more towards the actual animated part of the show, which is the movements, the uh, the transitions, the frame-by-frame frame, uh, shots and, and what you get. And I must say, visually, this is the most beautiful show of all time. Like, of all time. It's hand drawn. The backgrounds are all hand hand painted, hand drawn. It's it's a mixture between drawn and painted. It's fucking it still has depth of field views with its painting slash drawings. The world literally is is almost a standstill picture, but it still feels so fucking alive. I love it. The way they move when they fight, beautiful. How the hero when he when he's riding a stream with his dagger to cut whatever he's cutting, it's phenomenal. Now, it's not, again, my threshold with animation is Demon Slayer Fire Force. This uh, this is going to have to only get a nine because it's just not Demon Slayer Fire Force. But visually, it's absolutely the most beautiful show ever. Animation-wise, the way they move, I love, I love the way... Yumi would would move when she would like either shoot her bow or she would roll or she would even fucking crawl on the ground. I just love her so much. Um, I I love whenever uh, our girl casts a spell. What's her name? Uh, Shihiro. Yeah, Shihiro. When she would cast a spell, how good it would look. Um, it was great. But it she was write the spell out there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was it was great. But again, it was not. It was it wasn't Demon Slayer. <clears throat> so you giving it a nine? A nine. All right. Um. So my favorite part of this entire series was more or less how like 
everything felt alive. Like when they were draping on something, it was draping. One of the scenes that really to me felt like livelihood was when um, Monado took that arrow, right? The the goblin was like hanging from the house, like oh, yeah. just sitting there hanging. And the way he kind of flipped over, rolled over, pulled out his crossbow, shot it. And then he used his feet to, to like re, re-notch it, you know, that to me, like all of that attention to detail, yeah, the attention to detail in the animation, like how things move, mm-hmm. was beautiful. Um, my only only real gripe with it is the fact that they had like still photos moving, like like scrolling to the side. I love, um, but they were beautiful photos. You know, they were beautiful hand drawn images. So like it felt like a water painting. Uh, Freshly painted in front of you, and you get to see it. It was beautiful. Um, I'm giving it a nine point five, uh, because like my complaint to me just isn't really justified to take away a whole point. Yeah, just it was just beautiful. Everything motion was smooth. I don't remember seeing. I don't remember um, like any stuttering. Um, like the fight with death spots. Oh my. God, yes, dude. Oh, that, dude. He was like, injured. Bro. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Oh, that was insane. Come on, bro. That, this is just too much. Um, sound design. Uh, okay. This is the only thing that's going to bring it down for me. I did not like this music. It was a lot of it. And mm-hmm. it, I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy some of the rocky, poppy music that they had in it. Um, mm-hmm. some of the sad tones were okay, but for me, I just, I know this is supposed to be a you thing, but I just, I had to get my negative one in there. Uh, <laughs> this is my negative one. Um, and by negative, I, I, the ambiance was good, but they had a lot of songs that weren't great for me personally. It's just not my type of music. I didn't, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't rock with it. Uh, so I'm going to go with a seven. Because right. the ambiance was still good, yeah. And to me, I think that's what I'm I'm going with is I think that the uh, for the sound design, it, it, to me, it's his weakest point. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, like like I said, the ambiance, like for where they placed the songs and everything like that, I think they placed them properly. Yeah, absolutely. So to me, I'm gonna put that over like my personal interest in the music, even though like. I actually enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed the music. I thought it was on point for what they played. Yeah, I think there probably could have been better music. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, like I said, notching the bow, firing the bow, uh, casting the spell when she's writing, you hear her fingers moving through the air. Um, when she threw the 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 uh, knives and mm-hmm. there's just like like death spikes busting through the wall and yeah, or death spikes busting through the walls. It's just, there's a lot that to me just felt good. Like when, uh, when, um, Mary was like shaking Ugh. and and horrified, like you could like almost hear the tremble in her voice when she spoke. Like that's I just voice acting. So but like, to me, that was, that was, that was beautiful. Mary's great. Um, I'm giving the sound design a nine. Mm. Damn. Okay. All right. 
Yeah. Right. Every time I heard a song come on, I'm like, yeah. I just, I winced. So it wasn't hitting for you. It wasn't hitting. But again, the ambiance and everything that you said around it is the reason why I got a seven. Yeah. All right. Uh, characters. I don't know um, straight up. Uh, I feel like the roles they gave their characters are the roles they were supposed to have. Yes. Um, you either love the characters or you hate the characters. Mm-hmm. And really, like, even if you like, like I said in my notes, every character, in my opinion, is relatable in some sense. Yeah. She horror uh, or she horror. Um, she is your shy, timid female character, but she wants to be of use. So she chose like the magic spells that debuff enemies and does damage. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yumi, she doesn't even know how to use a bow. But she's going to learn, and she's the adventurous type, so it actually suits her personality. Uh, Moguzo, he is our, our our knight who is in the front uh, saying thanks when he swings a sword. Come on. giant. Thank you. Right. Um, Minato is the leader who wants to be a little bit of everything, and he's taking it upon himself without necessarily telling everyone that he's doing this, but he's moving in 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 essence and in value to the group. Uh Ranta is the guy who he has no problem with the current leader um, being Minato at the time. And he is kind of just like wants to be of assistance. He isn't necessarily here to be friendly. He doesn't mind being friendly, but he's here to find kind of figure out and survive. Uh, Haruhiro, he's just trying to figure out as he goes and is more or less shocked when Monado dies and now he has to become the leader and he's learning and becoming more he's coming more into himself mm-hmm. um the the main uh dude who is like what's his name i can't what's his name big dude i don't know his name renji renji was like i almost thought he's gonna be a villain when i first turned it on but really he's just like the op dude he's our kirito yeah but he doesn't have any disrespect. He's the quiet type, but he's coming to show love. We don't know him at all. His his dub voice actor was fucking dope too. <laughs> right? Uh Britney was pretty funny. I love that little interaction with Britney and Renji. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like you're the type that I like. Next time you call me, you know, whatever you call me, you won't be here for long. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I like that. I like that move. And he was I, yeah, I, he almost killed him. I like, right though right first five seconds into the game yeah, uh, I gave the characters a 10 uh yeah so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it a 10 only because there were some characters I just hated mm-hmm. and I, it was the one character probably in the dub version that did not sit well with me and that was Ranta his voice mm-hmm. is, is kind of almost unbearable but it fit it literally like the voices fucking fit these the characters that they were like whoever casted them it fit dub wise and ronson's voice fit but i still just didn't like it i didn't like his personality either Mm -hmm. like especially towards the end when he was trying to cause unnecessary beef it seemed like yeah that part of the story where i was gonna like make this a part of the uh the pacing too, because I kind of like unnecessarily kind of halted their progress. Yeah. 
but that's why I wanted to bring it here. Um, Ranta was was the biggest, I guess, damper. Da- yeah, damper to the story to me because everything, like you're in a situation to where this is literally life or death. The bullshit aside that you have, or the bullshit like slight beef, should all go out the fucking door for anybody that's in a life or death situation. To mm-hmm. where the only way you can survive is if you work together. And that it, it, he was literally trying to go the opposite way. Why? Yeah. It it, it just didn't sit right with me. Um I, I loved everybody else to death though. Like I love Mary from the moment she joined and when she was talking shit to everybody. Yeah, I still she liked her character. Smoke. Yeah, she was straight about the smoke. I love the fact that Monado was he didn't have to be a part of their party. He was actually one of the stronger people who was offered to be in a stronger party and said, no, I'm going to be with these guys. I'm, I'm going to, I would rather lead these guys. So, I mean, that's, his character was incredible. Uh, Big Mogul's older general giant was awesome, man. He, he was one of my favorites. He loved to cook. He loved to carve. <sighs> Everybody was great except for Ranta and, I'm going to have to say that's the only reason why it's not a 10. So I will go with a nine only because of Ranta. Because everybody else was like perfect cast wise. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Yumi. I just love Yumi. And her idiocy. <laughs> she was in a lot of wrong terms. It was so adorable. I loved it. I do want to let you know, the only reason I laughed uh, was because when you was talking about Ranta, I was thinking about his demon. <laughs> die, Ranta, die. Vice, vice, vice. Go ahead and die, Ranta. Die, 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 die. die. I'm just like, yo, why is he so crazy? This demon you've been talking about all this time. Yo, he just wants your life, bro. He wants you to die. Oh, that was God. great. That made me think of like, how when you said Ronto was annoying, I was like, yeah, that's not about why his demon was like that. Yep. All right. <clears throat> so, with the official mic check waifu waifu grading scale, mm. Polo, the the one and only, the great, has presented um, Grimgar, one of his top five, right? Yes, sir. It's my number four. With a 8.9 out of 10. Whereas I, it is it is subjective. I have presented um, Grimgar, which is not in my top five, uh, a 9.7 out of 10. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think it's damn near perfect, bro. I, I told Monique to watch this shit with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, putting Grimgar at a 9.3. I'm okay with that. Just, just a 9.3 flat? Yep, and it puts it at the same level as Promise Neverland. Yep, so because we rated Promise Neverland first, it gets that spot ahead of it. Um, Yeah, I'm okay with that. So now, yeah, I'm adding it to the dock right now. I'm okay with that. That's a great score. That's yeah. a great score. And it's still, and it's, by the way, spoilers, it's still going to be in my top five. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, objectively speaking, I went into a little bit more analytical this watch through, but I still enjoyed it the exact same way. Like this is one of the t- top 
stories in anime for me personally and character development and just pacing and development in the show period is perfect. Every episode was a development. Yep. Um, it was something to gleam for and yeah, I remember being absolutely shook by this show when I first watched it. Yeah. You know, I think the only reason I watched it is because you said something to me about it. If I'm not mistaken, I think you yeah. might have said, "Hey, you watched this show?" I might have gone and watched it. I was like, that's that, great because that's shit had me out of my seat when I first watched it. It was crazy, man. <laughs> that fight with Spot was insane. <laughs> that Spot was not happening. It was not. Oh man, that was um, a, that's a great review. I'm happy with it. I'm so happy that. Even with my low ass scoring, it still got a nine point three. I, I think I think you did well though. I mean, for this to be a show of your top five, yeah, I think you did well. And I think I, I think that's going to be a trend that we have here. Is that I, I can almost imagine that for our personal top fives, we're going to be a lot more harsh on it ourselves yeah. than like the other might be. Because yeah. I can already tell you, like my number one. <laughs> I'm at right there shit pretty low, bro. <laughs> so okay, I'll be real with you. So speaking of that, do you want to take a break from reviewing, and then the week after we do yours, or do you want to do yours next week? Nah, let's not do it next week. Let's take, let's do like a day, a week off, and then, and then do yours, and then yeah, week off every other week. Mine. Okay, I like that. I yeah. like that. That's great. That's a great idea. The magic is being cooked live on the show. We normally do live that for, on the show. <laughs> we normally do that in after story. So go check that out. <sighs> You want to do the recap, brother? All right. So we just reviewed one of our favorites, Grimgar. It got the mic check waifu stamp of approval with a 9.3. What's that? Put in there, what, our top five? It's it's number five. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we talked about Gleepnir. We still are we still hit or miss on that one? We kind of don't know yet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then we had the Demon Slayer breaking records over here, bro. Oh my god, yeah, this is gonna insane. be a crazy year with Demon Slayer. They got a whole movie coming, a season two coming. Yeah, they they about to they about to really blow One Piece out the water. Straight up. Um, I recommended Maria the Virgin Witch, and Polo recommended another slice of life with gamers. Um, then we you know we still hyped about Tower of God. Oh uh, my god, dude, so good. Hey, I, I it's only gonna get better. Um, UQ Holder, which Polo's already watched. I'm still going to finish. I'll tell y'all about that next week. Uh, Polo talked about Haganai. Hagane? Yeah, Haganai, Hagane, one of the two. I I talked about Cat Shit 1, which is about a bunch of rabbits (laughs) shooting guns. Uh, (laughs) And then um, Polo with his One Piece update. 370, brothers. And (sighs) sisters. (laughs) This has been episode 46 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. And I am at Polo on all social media. And I am at King Taliano on social media. All <laughs> <laughs> social media. <laughs> you can follow our social medias at Mike Check Waifu Waifu on Instagram. And, or, yeah, on Instagram and Mike Check Waifu on Twitter. Thank y'all so much for listening to the show. And as always, Mike Check my check one two one two my sweet wife is that you